Sick, dude. I love that. Ideas fucking rule. I'm a big fan of ideas. It's like I I feel like my life is full of ideas. Not all mm. of those ideas come to fruition, unfortunately. But oh, oh well, that's the well. The thing is, too, um, most of those ideas are bad. Oh, that is true. So it's, pro- <laughs> like, it's a good thing but most that's... of them don't come to fruition because, I mean, even if you're fucking brilliant, I'd say like even like Nikola Tesla, like he was batting like one for ten for good ideas, you know. Like, he had uh-huh. some dumb fucking ideas. Um, and then you look at, like, the founder of Tesla, Elon Musk, and he's batting, like, Zero? one for, one for <laughs> 20,000. Like, he had, like, two good ideas, and somehow he's the richest man in the world. Um, oh, yeah, I hate to see that. You know, I I don't... I, I hate to see so much. Um, he's He's a product of all of the institutions that have brought him to fruition. Like, he is... The son of uh, apartheid-allowing oh, yeah. slave labor diamond mine owners from South Africa. And people talk about him like he's a self-made man when he is like the heir to a mm-hmm. giant diamond mine. I thought it was an emerald mine. Sorry? Oh, I think it's an mine? emerald sorry, mine, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, sorry. Yes, uh... A precious, a precious rocks mine in South Africa that relies oh, yeah. on underpaid and slave labor to sell incredibly overpriced, uh, oddly highly in demand objects. Which he, oh yeah, oh that's a whole thing. Yeah. He learned a thing or two of that business model of, you know, creating a scarcity for something. You know, it's it's something like. Oh, it's something. It's I, I feel something. like I feel like having bad ideas though is like part of the joy of having ideas in general because you have good ideas and that feels very good for you it know does. in a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But bad ideas are also fun in another kind of I way. I do love bad ideas, and that's actually I, kind of like what I, I post on our Twitter. Is like I'll just get really high, and I'll just post mm-hmm. all of my bad ideas. I noticed that. I read through them today, and I like them all a lot. Thank I think you. that you should keep doing that. Uh, can, can I read a couple to you? Oh, please. All right. Um, uh, I, I know you're a fan of The Cure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, here's, here's one about The Cure. Um, you're not in love on Friday. You're just in love with a capitalist typical work week. Oof. Oof, oof. Um, they say boys don't cry, but that's got me. No, boys should weeping. cry. Boys should. Ev- everyone should cry. You know. Sure. Um. I can't remember the last time I cried. Yeah. Uh. Steve Vai is just gentrified Buckethead. I I wrote that. <laughs> oh, you did. That. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I just read that from the thing, and I'm like, "Yeah, that seems like something I would write in this like big block of books." <laughs> you actually uh, did weird. write that. I did. <laughs> are you Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like I've had that thought. <laughs> that was this afternoon. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, you like Bruno Mars? Name all the other planets in the Bruno system. 
That's a really good one. I like uh, that line. <laughs> so, um, so I got a list of people I don't hear discussed enough um, is obvious sex symbols. Oh, First, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. uh, we got the um, the guy who starred in Quantum Leap. Yeah, totally. Right? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I forget his name. But then you also have Captain Archer from Star Trek Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah, guy. yeah. Silver yeah. Fox, that one. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, the fucking actor Scott Bakula. Oh, those, yeah. Those oh, three totally. Guys, those three guys are so hot. Yeah, love Three them. hottest dudes. Huge fan. Hottest dudes. Of all of those different men. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Are you sure... Are you sure that was your tweet? Yeah, I, 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 I am swear sure. to God, I've had that thought. <laughs> That's amazing because, like, that was so. What happened was, I was a, uh, I saw a uh, meme on Instagram about the, um, about the like monkey paw cutout on the the Steve Vai signature guitars, the gems, yeah. the Ibanez gems. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not oh, familiar, God, um, famous I, guitar player Steve Vai has a signature guitar that has a cutout in it, so that it's like a handle. Basically. Yeah, so you can just like um, grab the guitar like in the middle and like do whatever. The thing is like I've yeah. seen Steve Vai in concert like play that guitar and he literally does nothing with the actual construction of the guitar. Yeah, he it's ne- purely he never aesthetic. Puts his hand in like the handle and like grabs his guitar and holds it up. It's super weird because I'm like Yeah. I- I it's like that's your whole thing, do dude. What are you he, doing? He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He just didn't. Like Maybe it's just a weird cock tease that he does where he's like, he like puts his hand towards the handle. He's like, no, I'm just going to play fucking clean leads again instead. Like, yeah, you, you literally hate to fucking see that. Like, what a pussy. Steve, I get it the fuck together. Grab no, your guitar the thing, by like, the handle, mm-hmm. shake it around. Mm-hmm. You invented that. No. Presumably. No. Yeah. You know, Steve, I actually, you know what? I'm going to take a hard stance right here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, instrumental metal, in general, is kind of for pussies. You are I want, aware of what we are doing. <laughs> I, I want you to name me... <laughs> I mean, Buckethead does all types of stuff, but... <laughs> I want you to name me an instrumental metal artist... You would be afraid hmm. to fight. Ah, uh, that's a tough call. I'm uh, I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, because I mean, okay, so I feel like instrumental music reflects mm-hmm. like an appreciation for the art form beyond that of normal or typical people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In most circumstances, like t- by the people who make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, because it's very it's a, like as a musician, if you choose to make instrumental music, that is a very clear artistic decision, always. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and typically, what that means is that, like, hey, you like the music more than you like people sounding like people on it, and right. that's you, cool. You, like, you like, I was of that mind for a very long time, so yeah. I understand. Um, but it is an interesting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, there's folks like, you know, like um, uh, to- Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders. Great oh, instrumental yeah. guitarist. And, like, he's pretty mm-hmm. buff. But yeah. I, 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 could, I could fuck his face up easy. 
I'm not. I'm well, not afraid of that guy for a fucking second. Have like, you seen like their other guitar player, the other guitar player in Animals as Leaders? Because that uh, dude is like a, had a couple big. No, no, it's just one dude. It's always been one dude. It's, it's like, he's like a other? big Mexican dude, or I could be wrong, uh, but but he's like a big dude. And I don't know. Okay. He seems a little like. Well, uh, I'm gonna check I this think out. he I'm could guessing, kick my is ass. It Matt Hel- <laughs> uh, no, Nevene- no, it's uh, Matt Halpern. Uh, no, that's not the guy I'm talking about. I guess they have had two guys. No, that's a drummer. No, wait. Oh, no, that, okay, sorry. Uh, Matt, wait, no. Ha- Javier <laughs> Reyes. That's, that's the guy. About. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, he's a big dude. Oh, no, no, he's, he's just kind of fat. <laughs> no, he's definitely he's not a big. big. Dude. He's like, he's, he's like shorter than Tosin. Like, he's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm he's not. short, but dude, like, he's. He looks strong, man. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to get in a fight with that guy. Are, are, are you Plus, afraid I like of like be real makes... from Cypress Hill? Like, are you afraid of like stocky <laughs> well, not Mexican the dude from Cypress Hill, man? Like he's too high. The they're stocky Mexicans. Like, I mean, he's not. I feel like a stocky Mexican could kick the shit out of me. <laughs> I'll be it, honest. It, like, it, and, it, and it, I'm a scrappy it, dude. It, it depends, but still, though, and it's like. I feel like the kind of stocky Mexican who plays instrumental metal for a living is going to be maybe like an even match because like both of you are probably just going to end up talking about like LD Miola at some point. And just <laughs> not fight. Well, I mean, that's just a, like a, a forever guitar player thing. Like you bring up LD D- Miola at a party with a bunch of guitar players. Like uh, everyone turns their heads. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the fucking Trump card or like Paco de Luca. Like people will just be like, like <laughs> they will fucking, um, Straight up, uh, Tim we should Allen. do. We should. Can we do a bonus episode for Tim Allen's birthday where every like transition is just us being like, uh, uh, like, yeah, or or we just like ask you each other questions and at the very end, instead of a, a question mark or like an uptone, like we just go, um, hey, um, if uh, god, I don't have any good questions. I got a good uh, question. That was uh, hey, Britt, what's the um. What's the sketchiest place you've ever masturbated? <laughs> Probably in your room while you were asleep. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> Actually, we should. We should make that uh, when we take like little breaks. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> getting hit. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, man, home improvement really was a thing, dude. Like, I remember growing up and watching a lot of that show as a mm. kid in the '90s. And I, I remember not growing up and watching it, but I remember watching it and growing much larger. I remember growing up because I got a lot of boners watching that show. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. My penis. Grew okay, good, good. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh yeah, JTT. Yeah, you know me. Mm. JTTDP is what I need, baby. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to like about Home Improvement, but also. Name name one thing. <laughs> name uh, one. Name one fucking thing, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> name 
there's a lot to like. Name one thing whose name isn't Wilson. Straight up. Go for uh, it. Be my guest. I like watching Tim Allen get hurt. Oh, I mean, you could just like look at the news about his uh, CBS broadcasted sitcoms in that case and watch him be canceled consistently. No, dude, he's successful. He's still in that one show that he started like a while ago. Like the last show that he started, we were all like, Ugh, that sounds terrible. Well, it got, but it's it still got, on, like 10 years standing? later. Last yeah. Man Standing got canceled and then like reapproved for like one more season. I don't know if it's still on. How many seasons has that fucking shit been on though? Like it's, it has to be like I would guess seven or eight seasons by this point. It's been a while. Let's see. Like that shit got canceled after like two seasons. Like yeah, haha. But like I'm pretty sure it ran for a fucking long time. Yeah. So it was ABC for seasons one through six and Fox for seven through nine. And it's still... nine. No. Oh, so so apparently nine just started. It's, Holy it's a Fox shit! Show. So it was an ABC show and ABC canceled it and Fox is like, oh no. We're responsible for the dumbest TV watchers, so they need their Tim Allen because, <laughs> like, we handle uh, fucking Tim Allen, we handle Seth MacFarlane, and um, we just cancel everything else after two seasons. Oh wow! Yeah. Fox. Did you see that? Did you see that that thing going around where it was like a guitar that was signed by Seth MacFarlane? I think I texted that to you. I mean, I guess that. Imagine the power like, that would imbue your. He, he does. With. He does music, so whatever. Like he's does he's he? not a bad singer. I'll say that straight up. But um. Oh man, do we have to talk about Seth MacFarlane? Because if we're gonna talk about Seth MacFarlane, we gotta go. We gotta go and we gotta go hard. We gotta. I don't. I don't think we do. We've. Do we need to do a bonus episode hour. purely about Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, we should maybe make a bonus episode, <laughs> and you can pay for the extra time that it. Uh, <laughs> Then it takes to upload and everything. But uh, I, um, I mean, if you want to do that, I guess I'll be down. But like, I'm gonna take at least like three drugs before we do it. And I, given I take at least two drugs before every podcast we do, yeah, I'm gonna same. take at least one more if we do a Seth MacFarlane because that's 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 too much for me. Gig, gig, I can't do I can't do it. I can't do the giggity. I'm too, uh, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm a broken person. One thing I do like about Seth MacFarlane, though, is, um... Nope, I lost it. I don't think that was <laughs> It was, uh, it was a fleeting thought, and it wasn't important enough to hold on to. Yeah, totally. Oh, he, had, that... he has some nice, uh, custom-fitted suits. Nice. Like uh, like wait, every what? rich white man suits. I wasn't paying attention. Then I just realized you said suits. Like I don't give a shit about suits. Yeah, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's okay. You know, like sometimes nice clothes are nice. I mean, I wouldn't say that like nice clothes I are bad. Love... Like, I like me some nice clothes. Yeah, that's great. Would... Oh God, Spencer, you got to get a custom fitted suit, and that should. Oh, that could be. I could actually be it's, cool. It's, I'm going. I'm coming back around room. on this idea. It could like, be I nice. Never, I never really wear my custom fitted suit, but I love having it so much. It's just so cool to have. Sick. I'd Sick. like to wear it more. I think I'll wear it more uh, once I'm unemployed. Is what's cooler than being unemployed and wearing a custom suit all the time, right? Yeah. 
That's There's like something what to vampires that. do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I when I was growing up, I honestly like I really thought that raves were gonna be like the the blood rave scene in uh in Blade. I mean have you and, a rave? What? Because some of them are kinda are. I, I know. But what I what I mean is that honestly working in a kitchen is more like the blood rave scene in Blade than 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 a r- actual rave in a lot of circumstances that's not everything that's true and like i mean in a lot of kitchens there's more drugs and like casual sex going on like blood <laughs> like at at the very same time than any rave like a good mm-hmm. a good solid walk in will be host to far more debauchery and crying than any rave will ever <laughs> supply you. Uh, yes, a very, a very real and a very good point. No. Just something that came up. It's like it's like it's uh, like any good walk-in um, refrigerator is like twelve good rave porta potties just like crammed together except hopefully not as much human feces <laughs> hopefully More probably about like on a good feces. night <laughs> yeah i mean you know you never know when you're gonna have to poo in the walk-in you just it's just a thing in the restaurant industry you know yeah you know yeah. like i do know that's, that's just our culture you know hell yeah um well anyways hey i'm spencer and i'm brit since 2011, Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. A Bucket! Slogs, friends, and bucket heads. This is episode 16 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. <clears throat> wow. Look at that. We did it. Right. Sweet 16 right here. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 6 6 16. <laughs> uh, 16 Psyche, a great Chelsea si- Wolf song. Uh, 16 Candles, a great um, John Hughes film. Truly. Um, oh. 18 is actually 9. A King Diamond reference. <laughs> Numbers. You should probably save that for two more episodes, brother. Because uh, <laughs> you're really jumping the gun with these numbers here. <laughs> like, Well, I, you know. I can also you, name numbers <laughs> that aren't 16. <laughs> you like, hear one number, you gotta bring up other numbers. That's just life. Mm, I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> like, I've been told that's how it works from people in the know. This is getting digits. A numbers <laughs> cast. Uh yes, excellent. Uh <laughs> Fuck you, Spencer. <laughs> fuck fuck you. Beautiful. <laughs> uh well, anyways, um tell me about your life if you want to. What's up? I don't really want I'm, to cuz I know uh, you don't. <laughs> I'm I've been sorry. officially 
I've been officially laid off from my job. Ugh, I hate to fucking see that. That sucks, dude. Yeah, I'm feeling. So I'm feeling I Philly. A, I got like a week and a half, week and week and a day left of work to uh, tie up loose ends and stuff, and uh, you know, then I get to set the old email to uh, forward to my boss and never see that place again. Which is whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, as long as um, Washington unemployment. Uh, is how it's supposed to be. Like, I'll, I'll be taken care of well enough That's good. for a while while I get get things together. While the whole yeah. world get things together. And, uh, well, hey, I mean, I, I'm glad that you have that opportunity, but still, that's a very shitty situation to be in, and fucking sucks, dude. I, I, I've been feeling that for you. Like, it is what it feels is. Feels really bad. Yeah, you know, I'll... Uh, I'll make it through, and I'll find other avenues. Yeah. I always do. I always, you know, I'm um, I'm like that bowling ball that uh, no matter what gutter it falls in, it will always find another hole. <laughs> that was, what? <laughs> bowling ball? Bowling balls don't go into holes, dude. <laughs> Unless, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Bowling balls go in holes, dog. Okay. If you believe in yourself. If you, if you try hard and believe in yourself, yeah, you know, you, you might you, be able to make that happen. Wanna, if you want to be a believer, dog. Yeah, that is you true. You got to do what? You got to believe. Yeah. If I ever get married, um, I want you to be DJ to my wedding. And, uh, oh, wow. Uh, wow, uh, what an honor. Well, I, well I, specifically because you're the only one who I think who can pull this off. Um, uh, my, my entrance music, you know, the bride or whoever, whatever, whoever you, I'm marrying, it's gonna have. You got But I want my entrance music to be something like, uh, "Groom, here comes the groom, the groom. ready, ready or, not. or not? How do you <laughs> like me now?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would make that happen for you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then you can leave. Then I'd actually <laughs> like you to leave after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, we'd all like please have please have that. security escort me out yeah. afterward. Me, me and Beck will will applaud, but everyone else is gonna be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Well, uh, so we listened to three Buckethead albums. No, God damn it, Spencer. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Spencer. You didn't put it in the script. Like it's still not in the script. I'm never going to remember gonna put it, it there because I'm I'm just relying on your my your... my the fact that I'm on the fucking spectrum that I'm never going to fucking remember it unless it's on the list. This has nothing to do with the spectrum. Get out of here. Uh, Spencer, I, I really, what time I, is it? It's time for a bucket fact. In an interview published in 2008 and um, also independently confirmed by Axl Rose's personal assistant Elizabeth Elias, better known as Betta, uh, a former artist representative named Tom. Zutat, who worked for Guns N' Roses during Buckethead's stint in the band, said that while recording Chinese Democracy, Buckethead at some point voiced his unhappiness and concern with having to come to the recording studio every day and play the exact same parts 
especially without Axl Rose being present to guide the project. Sorry? Interesting. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. No, 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 go ahead. So uh, Zutat suggested to Buckethead that um, in order to make him more comfortable and maybe uh, like facilitate his creative process, they build a chicken coop inside the recording studio. No. Buckethead was very excited by this idea, and within two days, they built a chicken coop inside the studio. With with chickens? No, no, just with, like, a lot of his, like, uh, memorabilia and, like, things that made him comfortable, but it was, like, you know, they had chicken is, wire and... It was, is there you know, a picture? It, no, I don't, don't have a picture, but uh, they said of a chicken coop inside the studio. Okay. According to two people who worked with him. Are you sure there weren't real chickens involved? I'm going to imagine. I believe that would be. I mean, like, I can't imagine any engineer being like, yes, allow chickens in my studio. (laughs) But. Right. But I mean, they used like 14 different studios and like they blew like $20 million on this fucking album. So, so why, why did Buckethead have to play the same parts over and over again? That's the part that's most curious to me. Like, why, if you got it down, like, why would you need to record it again? I, I mean, we should... I mean, we can go over this more in uh, our Chinese Democracy podcast, which we're about half done with. Yes, um, we will. Yeah, of course. But uh, we'll, we'll address that on Chinese New Year of this year. Indeed, yes. And uh, folks, wait for that drop. It's coming. We will, we will drop that that hot track about Chinese democracy. And let you know how that is. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll write that as a note for something we need to talk about with Matt on the conclusion of that episode. Hell yeah! But we uh, listened to three more pikes. Yeah, we did. Pike 46, 47, and 48, Rainy Days, Roller Coaster Track Repair, and Hide in the Pickling Jar, respectively. Yes, indeed. Pike 46, Rainy Mm -hmm. Days. Yeah. uh, Released on March 1st, 2014. The cover, kind of like a lighthouse. Yeah. And kind of a foggy atmosphere. A YouTube commenter said that the cover reminded them of Super Mario 64, and I thought, yeah, sure. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Like, not like, yes, but like, sure. Sure. Fine. <laughs> that, that, that's most of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, oh. sure. <laughs> um, so this album, um, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a clean post-rock album. It is a it's, is a um, mellow buckethead album. We, we've super, been we've been seeing a lot of those lately. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, yeah, and definitely, I, I'd say uh, most comparable to um, perhaps uh, Pike Thirty One, Pearson Square, which mm-hmm. is also very mellow post rock, um, mm-hmm. very somewhere between like clean guitar and acoustic parts, mm-hmm. and also uh, Pike Forty One, Wishes, which honestly. Pike 41 Wishes and Pike 46 Rainy Days, to me, are kind of almost interchangeable. They're very, They're very similar, yeah. Very similar albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, in, in as much like, you know, it's not unique. It's something no. I know Buckethead does. He does it well, but, you know, he just does it well. He doesn't do it 
like in a way that really excites me. Yeah, I mean, like there there are parts of this album that I did really enjoy. I, mm-hmm. I thought that "Light Through Fog" was a nice song, and mm-hmm. it has a cool little guitar solo at the end that I thought was really tasteful and nice. Yeah. Um, I and I thought that the closing track "Rainbow" was really good. That was a good that was listenable my favorite, song, but it was also the shortest as well. It was, Indeed, it was, kind it of was a condensed yeah. version of the the prior three songs. And, and that's that's I feel like the downfall. Honestly, mm-hmm. downfall is a bit strong of a word, but like that's the one like negative thing is that it. Some of the earlier tracks on this album overstay their welcome um, before yeah. they complete uh, because they all, are very all, long all and three very. Of the first tracks are like ten to fifteen minutes long, and all three yes. of them. After like maybe the five to seven minute mark, I'm like, oh, okay, well, can all right, what what's new? And then it's just like more of the same, which is you know fine because I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, and, so, and, and like and also like I see these albums as like you know they're background music yeah, for what yeah, I'm no, doing, no, and so I listen I can, to them. Yeah, I, don't I, get I me wrong, vibe but to this I vibe to yeah, this. Yeah, and uh, is is the youngins might say, I vibe. But um, when your background music becomes, you're like becomes noticeable to a point where you're like, wow, I feel like that's happened a lot of times. Like, are mm-hmm. we we're still on the same song? Okay, yeah. like that's not a good feeling, right. you know. Like, especially when you're like, oh wow, has he been playing the exact same chord progression for eight minutes now? And then he does like you know a cool rhythmic thing, but then he goes back to the exact same thing, and you're like, no. Maybe not as strong as that, but sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that is a way you can feel about it. And like to that end, I guess I would say that I I enjoyed this record, but like you said, it is um on that short list of semi forgettable buckethead yeah. clean it's, works. It's, it's it's um it's minor head. <laughs> minor head I would say that uh, you. Here's the thing. I, I, I think mm-hmm. that like the best way to experience this album would be if you put on a playlist that was all just Buckethead's clean stuff, um, and like mellow stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that within the context of that, like I feel like this material works, and I don't feel like it any does. of it is yeah. offensive or bad in any no. way. Um, but. In the context of like what he's doing with the pikes, right? Where they're the like this standalone piece of, you know, his art. Mm. Um, it's a little bit less remarkable. I mean, you it's, know, it's it's kind of honestly like, in my opinion, like a lot of the same. Like, so when it comes to like his uh, slow post rock work, like a lot of, a lot of it is just like these um, descending chord patterns that are mostly like. Uh, you know, for instance, like a A minor, G major, uh, F major, E minor kind of thing. And it's just, um, it, it's like super melodic, but it's a lot of the exact same relative chords. And like, it's it's non offensive and it's musical and it's melodic and it's, um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like a lot of it is like the same. Dun, 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 and then just yeah. lead over that. I mean, and, and yeah, you, you're right, and, yeah. and that that can get a little repetitive. I it, I don't think does. that he falls into that trap 
for the entire record, but definitely no, during but some of the longer songs, like you notice it a little bit yeah. more, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think that I still think it's impressive that he's managed to put out this much music. Like we, we've listened to oh, yeah. 48 of these albums now and like they're, they're all, they all do feel like, little albums and like I mean, that yeah. is really impressive yeah. and you um, know I, i'd say something to th- be said for that this one does feel like one of the same four or five albums also in this pike series sure but honestly i don't know if i could make 50 albums and make you know even 10 of them sound yeah. different and he's 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 managed to do that at least is i'd Certainly. say he at least has eight to ten very different album structures at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rainy Days isn't my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's one that has become almost predictable at this point. I feel like he's done it at least twice with the ones I mentioned and probably a, a few more times, but yeah. I, I'm just not willing to go that far back into my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is probably like number four or five out of this very similar like... Um, I don't know. I'd actually, I'd call it the Rainy Days canon. Because Rainy <laughs> Days, I feel like, actually really encapsulates this a lot. Like, it's, um... Yeah. It's it's m- melodic, like, minor dominant soloing and just repetitive chord structures that are clean. Like, sure. a lot of them, he does a lot of uh, things on A minor and it's relative, a lot of things on E minor and it's relative, a lot of things on B minor and it's relative, and some things on C minor and it's relative here and there. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's becoming predictable at this point. And I'm going to say we're going to see one of these albums out of every 10 to 20 albums. We're going to get an oh, album yeah. almost exactly like this. I could see that for sure. And, mm-hmm. and like, I don't necessarily think that these are not welcome albums. I do they're enjoy not them. Unwelcome. No. Uh, they're not unwelcome, mm-hmm. um, but they're definitely of an ilk, like right. you said. And, and the, um, to that end, I don't think this is the best one of those. No. Um, it is It is listenable, and I did think it was fine, um, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I would say this one's like, if you're listening through the Pikes and you're a big fan of his like mellow stuff, like yeah, listen to this one. Yeah. But if you don't care about the more mellow stuff, um, I don't think this one's essential. Yeah, if if you like Buckethead because of the weird music he makes, don't listen to this album. It's not that weird. Yeah, it's not weird. It's 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 very accessible. It's nice. It's pleasant. It's mm-hmm. not offensive, but it's also not exciting at any point. Yeah. And uh, in as much, like, it's, um, it doesn't I'm... tread a whole not, lot of new ground in uh, Buckethead land. And so mm-hmm. I'd say uh, in in the park, this is the music that just, like, plays in the restrooms. <laughs> like, it's something you can take a nice dump <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I took a shower while I was listening to it, and it was yeah. it was all right. I hope you took a shit and a shower at the same yeah. time while listening to this. Nice. That sounds good. Does it? Uh, you ever I, done yeah. that? Like no, everyone, I don't. Everyone think pees I have. in the shower. No one talks about when they take a shit. In the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? I don't do that. 
<laughs> that's that's gonna be my thing. Is just be like, well, you don't shit in the shower. What kind of fucking freak are you? Like, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Like, that, that's a that's a cool hill. To, that's like, a cool hill to die on. Like, it's, it's, totally, it's, it's running water just like your toilet. Like, why don't you take? Like, you wake up. You know, you get in the shower. You want to take a pee, right? You pee in the shower, right? Right. Yeah. Everyone pees in the shower. Yeah. Do you take a shit in the shower? <laughs> no. <laughs> why? Why not? Because no, there's a lot more to deal with. It's on... no, it's not. It's not for the water. Think about how water works. Like <laughs> it doesn't. It like your whole turd doesn't go down the drain at once. It like slowly degrades and like, the water beats it away. Right? Like. Uh huh. Like, like, <laughs> like, like tears and rain. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All these turns are lost, like tears and rain. <laughs> that's the name of the no, episode, no, no, by the way. That's the name of the episode. That's the first time I was gonna call it. All these turns are lost, like tears and rain. Is so good, dude. That's that's the one. That's the one. That's the first time we're calling it together, my brother. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ Um, Yeah So the second album we listened to Was Roller Coaster Track Repair Pike number 47 Uh, Yeah Pike 47 March 1st 2014 Released the exact same day as Rainy Days The the aforementioned and previous Pike 46 Mm -hmm. Um uh, interesting fact, factoid, uh, brief, um, bucket fact, bucket fact about this album. It's, um, not the first Pike to get a physical release, but the very first Pike to get a release on vinyl. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wild. Okay. One of, one of the very few. There's only been maybe like half a dozen Pikes released on vinyl, but this is one of them. Huh. And, um... I'll be honest, I I get why. This feels more to me like an actual Buckethead album than most any of the Pikes so far. It is really something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, interestingly, only two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, track one and two are Room 7 and Room 12, respectively. And I guess that does lead itself to being a vinyl release very easily right because yeah, you have two sides side a and they're, side they're B. kind of about the same length so yeah. it totally makes sense uh-huh um, um and yeah it is just like unrelenting shredding like in a way is. that's like kind of rad and like it, it is it, straight up yeah. and a little bit different than what we've heard before like mm-hmm. it, it's very much of the ilk of like a buckethead shredding album like a lot yep. of like blah, 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 blah. like that, a lot that, of just like crazy that, stuff but it, is it actually uh, sounds like a lot of buckethead solo albums like you know monsters and robots and stuff like that like and it is like there is some shredding on here and oh, and yeah. really like impressive shredding like there yeah. were there were quite a few moments where i was like oh Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I mean, the, the the solos are super impressive, and also the backing tracks are also very interesting too. Which yeah, is like, why it su- made me like, feel like it was an actual Buckethead album is like, because even though it's like two like um, fifteen minute tracks, basically, uh, both of them feel like they could be 
segmented into more tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, given like they have like overlying leads that like make it so they have to kind of be two separate tracks and that's it. Like the um, there's there's very specific like alt metal parts, very thrashy parts, kind of death metal parts. Like mm-hmm. everything segmented up pretty well. I feel like this album could easily be uh, made into like eight different tracks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it really actually does work as just two tracks. Yeah, like it felt very listenable to me. Like it, mm-hmm. it flowed very, very well, and yeah. I really enjoyed listening to it me at the too. time. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's weird. It's Buckethead being weird. Uh, well, okay, maybe not weird, but it's Buckethead being aggressive. Yeah, um, no, exactly, a hundred percent. It's very aggressive. In both the leads and the rhythm parts, like, yeah, the rhythm parts are particularly like of note, and like mm-hmm. that was like, what I think made me like it more than um, some of the other Buckethead shredding mm-hmm. albums because like there's just some really like chunky riffs in the background oh, yeah. where I was like, okay, not, not like just that's riffs, cool. I feel like um, on this album especially, the chunky riffs are complemented very well by both the drum programming and the bass parts, who presumably uh both played by dan monty like this this album is chunky like there's some fucking grooves on here that i really get down with and like the bass is fairly prominent and the drums actually like have a role that's more than just rhythm backing the guitar yeah and it's pretty dope like i pretty dope I dig this album more so than most of the metal pikes we've heard so far. And especially for being two tracks, like this one, this one's a fucking banger. Like this one's a real one. Um, I would say worth, worth listening to if you're interested in the pikes. Yeah. Like if you're interested and not just if you're interested in pikes, um, if you're interested in buckethead albums, I would put this on the list is a good buckethead album. Like non pike, and that's the sure. thing. Is like, if if you just like Buckethead albums and you're like, yeah, I really like, uh, you know, uh, Enter the Chicken Coop and like Electric Tears. Like, I would maybe recommend you five pikes so far, and this is going to be one of them. You know, uh-huh. it's a limited list, like uh, forty three, thirteen. This guy right here. Um, look up there. That's about it. Maybe four, you know. Uh huh. There's um there. It, it's a pretty short list for pikes that I think are actually not just good pikes but good albums, and this is one of them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. It it was fun. It was cool. I liked it. Um. It went, and it was super aggressive. It did make me think of roller coasters. Honestly, like it made me think mm-hmm. of like dragon roller coasters <laughs> specifically. Like um, the dragon wagon. Yeah, you, you know when the, the when the when the dragons a wagon don't come, uh, Bilbo Baggins. Wow, when the dragons a wagon, please come a faggin. Oh, uh, we can't say that, <laughs> or I guess I can't. You can, <laughs> because you've never sucked a dick. That's true. And that's the thing is, like, once you put a dick in your mouth, you can say the f word uh, and not really give a fuck. <laughs> Not really, wait, I'm sorry, not really give a faggot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I would say that this would be a good uh, soundtrack for uh, both the roller coasters and their prospective repair crews. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that in a way. I'd say uh, this doesn't go to a ride in Buckethead Land. Sure. This is an album only the service people and janitors get to listen to in Buckethead Land. Wow. While they smoke meth in their pickup trucks on their <laughs> lunch break. A special fucking treat. Yeah, meth is definitely legal in Buckethead Land. The third Pike we listened to was Pike 48. Hide in a pickling jar, or hide in the pickling jar, uh, which yeah. is... Um, I'm going to mention the release date of this because it was uh, mentioned after both Pikes 46 and 47 for release. However, it was released three weeks before both of them on February 7th, 2014, whereas the aforementioned two were released on March 1st, 2014. Interesting. So th- this one, uh, the, gosh, the seventh anniversary of this will be uh, about when we release this episode maybe actually on the day interesting mm-hmm. um yeah actually i liked this one i thought it was cool it was like buckethead doing like a bluesier kind of thing yeah no, me of, super bluesy kind of, yeah. kind of southern yeah it reminded me of primus a little bit mm-hmm. um in some parts there was also some like doomy sludgy riffing which was cool mm-hmm. um he brings back the the fuzz pedal uh fuzz head returns mm-hmm. um which was nice um, I thought this one was actually like really cool and good. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so so this one was really a return to uh, Buckethead playing bass or Dan Monty playing bass for Buckethead, and it being we don't really know. prominent. But honestly, I think it was more Buckethead playing bass. To be honest, um, uh-huh. it was. Um, I mean, super bluesy on the guitar part. Uh, but like when it came to the drums and the bass, it was very alt metal, very like kind of proggy and funky, but bluesy and a little southerny. Like actually uh-huh. very um very Les Claypool when Les Claypool's not busting out, you know? Uh-huh. Like the 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 musical sections Les Claypool has where he's like singing but not playing something crazy. Kinda reminded yeah. me of that. Um and as much uh like as as kind of a almost bass centered album because he played a lot of fucking bass on here, and he used like a lot of bass effects stuff. Like he uh, he did a lot of um, he used like a big uh, bass synth and distortion, um, uh-huh. and all that reminded me a whole lot of uh, Slunks two and nine, uh, Empty Space and March of the Slunks. Like, it kind of fit very well into there. And it's something we haven't, I don't think, heard from the head in a while. Um, Like a bass album. And it was pretty dope. Nice. I yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, it was fun. It, it was, uh, I am normally not tip, not hugely into the, like, funky, or not funky, but the, like, bluesier stuff. Just because, like, mm. in general, I'm just not a fan of blues rock. Oh, I it's know you're not. It's just not a thing I dig. And not to say that that kind of music is bad, just not my vibe. Right, um, right. Because, like, as, as long as you can, like, understand that, like, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of the best guitarists ever, even if you don't like him, as long as you're like, well, yeah, he's fucking amazing. Like, you know, it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, I don't, I don't like, 
you know, like most prog metal. Although I realized like, you know, Steve Vai is one of the best guitarists who's ever lived. I just sure. think he's boring as fuck. Me too. Because Gentrified I, Buckethead, live, some might and say. I've seen all of his stuff and I'm like, all right, all right, cool. Like, yeah, like I know people who could pull that off if they, um, if they like really applied themselves like you, you could pull that off if you applied themselves, <laughs> but you want to do cooler things like be, yeah, like, be a shit bag and like, and ta- and <laughs> like do it like a 16 episode podcast about Buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. You're way cooler than Steve I in that way. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly no, I am vastly no superior. Steve, Steve, Steve Huge brain guest time. On this podcast. Steve Vai is not cool. I'm going to say this right now. Steve Vai is not cool enough to guest on this podcast. And after saying that, I'm going to reach out to his agent and manager and try to get him to guest on this podcast. And if wow, he doesn't, that would be amazing. I'm going to be proven correct. Steven Vai. Let's get him on here. Steven Viacom. <laughs> uh, um, the the Sony Entertainment of playing guitar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would like so. I would say this one is recommended if you're if you're listening to the Pikes. It's it's a good Pike. Uh, it's yeah. worth listening to. No, it's, it's fun. It's it's, it's it's somewhere in the upper middle. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. It, totally. It's better than the majority mm-hmm. but not one of the best yeah I, yep. I, I put it maybe in the top 10 on a good day yeah probably more like in the top 20 at this point that's a yeah yeah that's exactly mm-hmm. how what i would say too yeah um a, i would say that point. this one's like definitely one of the like the above average ones it's worth mm-hmm. listening to um but it's not um i don't know it's maybe not on my top 10 but it is good Um, this one could be a soundtrack for a lot of different things. Um, I would, I would think like because of its like southern vibe, I think that mm-hmm. it would be especially great paired with alligators, or okay. you know, you know, like that. That's a vibe, mm-hmm. and no. it, it's alligator rock. Alligator rock. Okay, so like a maybe um either like a, if they have like a not a hungry hungry hippos, but like remember that that game with the angry alligators where you hit hit them. So that's thing yeah yeah back in the day. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like if uh, if that was like an arcade game that would uh, bucket headland this uh-huh. would be oh this would definitely be the soundtrack for that, for that. Yeah, yeah no I feel that I feel that yeah it's got a funky bluesy vibe to it and as much uh, you know if they have like a restaurant that serves like soul uh, food mm-hmm. or Cajun um, food or Cajun food yeah yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it bucket headland this is what's playing there all the time because it's like, oh yeah I mean it's not it's not too sludgy to where it's like Oh, I don't know if I want these grits. I probably need to do heroin. Like a few of uh, a few of the oh albums. shit, well, there's, throwing shade. I hate God now. No, no, straight up. I mean, there's a couple albums that sound like corrosion of conformity or I hate God. Where I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I want grits or fucking straight opium at this point, dog. Hell um, yeah. And you know, I'm I'm sure corrosion of conformity and I hate God don't know the difference either. <laughs> But um, yeah, th- th- this one's a little a little more tame, um, uh-huh. a little less sludgy, but also very bluesy and southern. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, and so it definitely plays at uh, you know the uh, the the grits and fried chicken stand in Buckethead Land, which I mean, there's got to be a fried chicken stand at Buckethead Land, even though 
he's opposed to um you know like KFC and their animal treatment. It's gotta mm-hmm. be it's gotta be fried chicken, right? It has to be. Yeah, I mean like I don't I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I really understand chicken, the bucket lore sure. at this point. Yeah, is he and that's the thing too is like maybe this would be an entirely different conversation because you are yourself in this category, but do you think uh-huh. Buckethead is vegetarian or vegan? I don't. And the reason why is because mm-hmm. I have a friend who is a vegetarian and asked Buckethead at one point if he was vegetarian. They, they like went and saw him live mm-hmm. and then like ran into him outside of the show and was like, hey, are you are you vegetarian? And he was like, nah. Cool. But like that is anecdotal, so I don't know. But that was... That's my only known knowledge about that. Interesting. It is. Gosh. Gorsh, actually. I I just found something that I'm going to have to save for another... A bucket fact? Oh, God. I mean, it's far beyond a bucket fact. It's something (laughs) we might need to have, like, entire, like, cast on in order to try to, like, curry favor in order to get this. Yes. Um, anyway, those, uh, yeah, there were three interesting pikes. Um, I didn't dislike any of them. I liked all of them, uh, in different ways. Uh, I'd say pike 46 was probably the weakest of the three because it's so easily comparable to several other pikes. Yeah. Uh, Pike 47 roller coaster track repair, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. the best of the three. And okay. honestly, one of the best pikes, one of the most uh, buckethead of all the pikes so far. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's um, out of all of, th- out of every album, I'd say this one maybe Pike Thirteen, and maybe look up there sound the most like actual buckethead al- album so far. Interesting perspective. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I would say that my favorite of the three was, was probably Pike 48. Um, really? I, simply I, because, I don't know, like, as I mentioned earlier, like, I don't, I don't typically dig, like, blues rock type stuff, mm-hmm. but there were a few things on this record that I did really like. Um, and the thing I liked the most about it overall, though, was just that it had a lot of energy, and it, and it kept going, and it was one of those those pikes where it ended and I was like, Oh wow, it's over. I thought this was going to keep going because like, it was just like, it felt good to listen to. And, um, when, whenever I have a, an, an experience like that, like that's when I know it's a, it's a pike that I enjoyed. And, um, I actually felt that way about, uh, both that and, and pike 47, they were both ones that ended and I was like, Oh dang, yeah. they're over. Um, yeah. cause I, I really enjoyed listening to both of them. So I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm going to pick that one just because uh, it's a little bit different, and um, I liked it. So last week, we debuted a new segment, and we're going to continue that this week. It's mm-hmm. called Statements from the Bucket Boys. Statements from the Bucket Boys. Bucket Boys. You love to hear that, you know. It really sells it. Um All right, so YouTube user Jim Moeller says, in regards to Pike 46, Rainy Days, he says, Mm -hmm. I want to visit that lighthouse. 
turn it into a huge speaker and blaze the mighty bucket heard for all the world to hear. Oh, to hear. <laughs> to hear. Okay. Uh, I, sorry. I get, um, I'm sorry. What, what's his name again? Uh, Jim Muller. Jim Muller. I I get you, Jim Muller. Um, what I'd like to do with that lighthouse is I'd like to uh, take the top off and turn it into a giant fucking bong. Bucket bong. Bucket bong. Bucket bong. All right, YouTube user Arthur Labus says, too much bucket for my head. And YouTube user Smiley Face responds, Buckethead is God. Confirmed. Okay. What do you think about um, that? I mean, I, I see a lot of uh, of comments on things saying that, like, Buckethead is God. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I, I get it. I get, like, praising an artist you really like as a deity. Although, you know, I think we should really, as a society, maybe take a look at that and be like, mm-hmm. nah. Like, um, you know, especially with, like, self-proclaimed artists. Sure. Uh, in- including, you know, like, some of my favorites, uh, the gods of metal, Man of War. Oh, true, truly. Yeah, they do consider themselves to be the gods of metal. Truly metal. Truly metal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been I've been listening to um, Words of Power with Joey DeMaio, his podcast. Oh, fuck. Do we, do we need to make a podcast about his podcast? It Maybe at some point. I mean, you, you, you should listen to it. I will. If you have yeah. enough to say about it as I do, because it's like... It's, uh, I, gosh, it's, I'll put it this way. It's, um, literally all Joey DeMaio production posting, like all of it's like, well, yeah, we want to go here, but, uh, you know, they, uh, won't put up, uh, the money to put the production that we need. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they want to make too much money. They don't want to give enough to the band. And so we won't do it. And that's like <laughs> that's that's at least like ten percent of the podcast. Does, does he Is ever talk like, about politics though? Like that's what I want. He to hasn't know. yet so far. He he has only really talked about industry stuff. He talks so much about like producing the best metal show. One thing that I have definitely gathered is mm-hmm. Joey DeMaio sincerely believes that like the Scorpions are the top of the game of what he's doing like interesting talks, okay i can ta- see he that talks about his production in the terms of like oh yeah yeah and he'll only mention it like once out of every like three or four times he's actually talking about production but he's like yeah you know you want to get a, a good show like this band or this band or the scorpions you know but like whenever he says the scorpions he definitely emphasizes it and there's mm-hmm. definitely a thing there i could see that really into the scorpions but yeah. Like, yeah the scorpions are like really big in like russia and they're and legendary i mean they're big everywhere yeah. like they're they're yeah. like they're big in the u.s but like they're huge everywhere else they're huge yes, they're super huge like so, yeah, like, like enormous. Like they're yeah, one yeah. of the, they they still like play. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, obviously not now, but like when in the before times, right? Like they, the, yeah. that band did very very well. Yeah. But but you, know? you can you can tell like he also I think likes Kiss in a way, but he also realizes that they're um, 
or that they're the same fucking band like manowar is kiss they're just like a but, different but flavor they're like, but they're 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 like actually musically competent the i mean thing. kiss like, is musically half competent of, half, of, half like, of kiss like gene gene simmons just sucks so much and i i think that's the thing that like gene simmons sucks I mean, hey, I'm just I'm just referencing Joey, the the copy of Love Gun you bought me for my 17th birthday, but it, there's some banger songs on that record. So I did that's all I'm saying. Gun, didn't I? Wow, I did that to you, didn't I? You did. I did. Wow, that's yeah. an interesting thing that I did. That's uh, that was an interesting decision for me to make. But that is a fucking. You bought me another movie. CD too, and I think they were both Kiss CDs. I think the other one was a was live Kiss a live? album. Yeah, I think yeah. I bought you that in a live. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I was really into Kiss at that point. I'm like, you need to listen to a lot of Kiss. <laughs> But honestly, a li- like that, alive, alive does kind of rule. I yeah, mean, and Paul, it's good. Paul, like, Paul so you Stanley can't... rules. Paul Stanley rules. I mean, yeah, Paul Stanley rules. He, he's a he's yeah. a great showman. Like, he has a great voice. Like, um, yeah, I, I, Kiss is a very like time and place kind of thing. And I feel like the yeah. film uh, Detroit Rex, Detroit Rock City, like really sells that whole like time and place aspect of yeah. Kiss. And yeah. um, that was what initially got me into Kiss. Like, I was not the into Kiss before I saw that thing. movie. Yeah. Um, I, I watched that movie and I was like, oh, I should listen to Kiss because, like, I feel like I understand why people liked this mm. band. I feel mm. like the, that movie added a lot of context to that band that I just didn't get before. Because, like, I remember seeing images of them as a kid and being like, what is this? This is weird and dumb. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I didn't. It didn't appeal to me. I didn't get it. I, I didn't know what it was about. But that film like connected a lot of the dots and like made it make sense to me in a way that um, made me like some of those songs growing up. Now I was never huge about Kiss, but you know they they have some bangers. Yeah, their their first like, album is pretty good. Yeah, Destroyer is pretty good. Uh, Love Guns pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're they're. Paul Stanley. I mean, they rules. they always had good singles though. I mean, like even yeah, in their eighties yeah, era, yeah. like they had some good. Um, like "Lick It Up" yeah. is a meme, but it's a fucking great mm. song. Like it's yeah. fun. Like it's stupid, also, like, but it's fun. D- Detroit Rock City. Even though Gene K- Simmons sings it, like that song fucking rules. Oh like, yeah, it's in great. A weird way, like it, it has a fucking real rock energy. It has an arena energy. Like it's yeah. It's like it's like something that feels like it needs to be played live, which is a cool feeling, you know. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I I don't know. I would. I'm not a Kiss stan. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. feel free to criticize Kiss. I don't care. But uh, you know, that being said, there are songs of theirs that I think are pretty good, and I I yeah. you know having read up on the history of that band, like I, I definitely understand why they made the mark that they did. Um, yeah, at that time, yeah, because they they yeah. were they were doing something a little bit different, different. You know? their, their marketing was incredible. Like yeah. they had an image, and that's the thing. That's yeah. honestly a thing about rock and roll is like, as long as you're a competent band, if you have a unique new image, you're gonna uh, that yeah. like, people connect with. You're gonna fucking you're gonna connect. Hundred percent. YouTube user Manalumi Grimm says. What a shame most of the people don't listen to real music. I hope after puberty, all Gaga and Bieber fans get healed by Buckethead. Smiley face. YouTube user Jay Harp responds, 
I went through puberty five years ago listening to Gaga and Bieber, and now I only listen to Buckethead. How do you feel about that? Um, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think, like, hormones have anything to do with I know. Justin Bieber <laughs> or Lady Gaga or Buckethead. Right. <laughs> like, I... I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Justin Bieber. Like he's got a he's 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 a talented guy. I just don't really you know like any of the thing he's produced on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Gaga though, like makes good music. Like Lady Gaga is objectively incredibly fucking talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and Justin Bieber is very talented too. Not nearly as talented as Gaga though. I don't think. Yeah. Like that if if if. Uh, I mean, if you don't believe me, uh, just uh, look up, like, uh, Lady Gaga solo piano and just watch her, like, sing alone with while playing piano, and it'll blow your uh, dick right out your asshole. 100%. Because she, she is every bit as talented as Buckethead. Straight up. In a very different way, though. Sure. Very different way. But in some of the same ways. I mean, she's a great dancer, like Buckethead. Uh-huh. She is very technically talented in an instrument, the piano, like Buckethead. Um, you know, she has a very specific vision of she, what she wants to cultivate as an artist, like Buckethead. And, you know, uh-huh. I don't think... I think there are more similarities with Lady Gaga in Buckethead definitely than there are with like Justin Bieber but more so within a lot of artists like they are very they are artists they are tours of what they're doing I think yeah yeah 100% and uh, I know people really have some strong feelings about Gaga Uh, people talk to me about it at work a lot and also apparently on Instagram, because I posted a a uh, a thing a while ago oh, where I was like, hey, what's your Chromatica. album of the year for 2020? What? What? Chromatica. Sorry, what? Chromatica. Oh, I, so yeah, I posted a thing uh, uh, like a few weeks ago where I was like, hey, what's your album of the year for 2020? And like so many people were saying like Chromatica and I was like, the fuck is that so i I googled it and it's apparently lady Lady gaga's new album um and i was like i'm not gonna listen to that (laughs) so i i haven't um but whatever i (laughs) mean that's cool i'm glad that people like that and like that that's something that people are enjoying like cool Uh, apparently a lot of people have some pretty strong feelings on that and that's cool yeah um so let's see here um uh YouTube user Jason Rakowak says, track one sounds kind of like Jimmy Buffett head. So glad uh, I found all al- these pikes. What, which which album? Uh, that that was a reference to um, Pike number 46, Rainy Days. That sounds like Jimmy Buffett head is what he said. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, what don't, do you think? I don't see that at all. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was like clean post rocky, but yeah, like, I, I don't see it at all either. I, I do I really like the idea of Jimmy Buffett head, though. Um, that's interesting to me. <laughs> I really dislike that, and we've talked about <laughs> Jimmy Buffett before on this podcast. Have and, you, um, speaking of Mar- speaking of Margaritaville, have you heard about the new Margaritaville? 
What do you mean? Okay, so there's a new Margaritaville with an outdoor pool um, in Times Square in New York that's set to open during the pandemic. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like a cheeseburger in paradise to me. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Um, YouTube user Jason33784 says, Does anyone know if there were any fatalities or delimmings at Buckethead Land within the last year? Well, I mean, uh, so I believe it is known, or we've talked about it on the podcast before, but um, uh-huh. Buckethead did play on the soundtrack to the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat film. Oh, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with with uh, George Clinton, who apparently is not the other George Clinton that he played with, the one from uh, Parliament and Parliament Funkadelic, mm-hmm. but another George Clinton something clinton who does soundtrack work yes and, yes uh, mm-hmm. but so he has definitely been involved in some fatalities at some point or I that is true and delimmings i guess i would say yes yeah perhaps yeah yeah so i i feel like that's pretty strong evidence that yeah we've definitely seen some decapitations um in buckethead land absolutely mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah, I think we can safely say that that one's answered. We know. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube user Jason Goforth says, Hillbilly funk metals always been me and Ma's favorite down on the chicken farm. Yeehaw. That's cool. That's good. Is that for Pike 48, I'm guessing? Yeah, that was for Pike 48. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just guessed that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is It is pretty down home. Yeah, uh, down <laughs> pretty down farm. home. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> lots, lots of bass, lots of bum 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 Sounds like a sounds like a bayou. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I have nothing to say to this. I don't know I don't know what uh, what do I have to say to someone like that? Like someone who calls someone else mama? Like what what do I have to say to them? Eh yeah, let's hope they enjoy their moonshine. Uh, you uh, maybe maybe like <clears throat> rock on, brother, and walk away. Hell yeah, uh, that's probably the best thing to say. Yeah, YouTube that's, user that's Bad DNA says no one loves Buckethead more than me, but YouTube user Tron Kohi, sorry Tron Kohi nineteen responds and says I do. In preschool, we did this worm project, and I said I wanted my worm to go to Buckethead Land. I guess that's the answer. I mean, YouTube user TronCohe19 is the biggest fan of Buckethead. All right. You got (laughs) anything to recommend to me, Spencer? Uh, I'm I'm not quite finished yet. Okay, no, um, no, we're we're good. We're we're almost at two hours, so we got to wrap this fucker up. We dog. we do, but I have one more statement from the bucket void okay. that we're going to end okay. up with tonight. Okay. Um, and right, that is YouTube more. user Brian Nelson says I was lost until I found a bubkit head, and YouTube user Boognish responded and said, Blumpkin head. <laughs> so you know what you know what boognish is? No. You don't. No, I've never heard that. So we we've talked about them on this podcast before, but the boognish is the um the I guess like the figurehead and the symbol of the band Ween. 
Oh, okay. And so this is a ween fan <laughs> responding to this comment and having giving you some ween humor. That is right? some ween ass humor. That is definitely some ween ass humor. Ween humor. Right? Ween humor. Ween. Right, that was uh. Statements from the bucket boy. Bucket boy. What do you gotta recommend me, Spencer? Uh, I'll tell you what I fucking don't recommend, and that is Clerks the is series. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fuck. Well, you took away my non-recommend. <laughs> yeah, let's just like combine our recommendations and talk about how fucking bad Clerks the series is. <laughs> Clerks the series sucks. It's um, terrible to Jason, watch it. Jason Mewes is surprisingly. Fantastic. Yeah, he's actually good. Like and, everybody else is trash, but Jason Mewes is, is good. Every yeah, everyone else in the series sucks, and it's like, I mean, Kevin Smith obviously like produces it and like makes Silent Bob talk like all the time, and I'm like, wait, oh this, my god, what's the point of Silent Bob if he's not silent? He's just like. So l- let me just talks, lay, lay something on you. Bob. Like this is something that frustrates me, like on an existential level. Like Kevin Smith mm-hmm. created a character. That in which he cast himself, and the very the purpose of the character is that it does not talk, yet mm-hmm. he cannot fucking resist giving the character lines and making him talk because Kevin Smith wants to fucking talk. It, he can't help himself. It's existentially infuriating. Mm-hmm. I hate he's to like, see it. He's so self-important, and I don't understand. He's like the the problem is he's. Uh, I mean, I, um, phew, I have so many feelings about it because he's like this, he's, he's this no brow, like working class, like I'm important guy. And like, I feel like everyone is important in their own way, especially working class people. Uh But also he just like makes student films. He's not actually working class. Like, Uh you know, he's so, I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, we watched Clerk the, Clerks the series the other day, and we watched some of it. Well, some we, of it. we watched the first two episodes. Yet. I guess it's yeah, and yeah. Jason Mewes, surprisingly charming. Everything else, unsurprisingly <laughs> bad. Yeah, terrible. I mean, Not well, that was charming. why we watched it. But also, you know, yeah. I wouldn't recommend watching it, even if you want to watch something that is bad. <laughs> yuck! I mean, straight up yuck. It isn't good, um, but it is also like bad, and that is funny um, in its own way. So yeah, um, like okay, in the second episode of that show, part like the the main plot is that the characters are trapped in a walk-in refrigerator, in which they could easily escape, but are still trapped inside for some inexplicable cartoon reason, and it's. Not good. It, frustrating. Everything's not good and frustrating, Spencer. Yeah, that is true. But it's except for Jay. That's Jay's nice. good. We Jay, give Jay's pretty, Jay Jay's gets good. the uh, getting head a buckethead podcast uh, a, a mark of approval. He's okay. He he gets uh, a collective snoochie boochie. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love um, that. So. 
something I would highly recommend to you, mm-hmm. and I know you're not an anime fag like I am. Okay. I mean, you're, not, you're not a fag like I am, <laughs> but... <laughs> I would highly recommend uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. It's a it's an anime series. It's a like, you mean Japanime? Isn't that what they call it? The weebs? That's what they yeah, call it, right? The, the Japanime. The Japanimation. Japanimation. Japanim- okay, got it's it. A, yeah. The the Japanimation show. Uh-huh. Um, produced by Funimation. Uh huh. That's actually serious. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's based on uh. I, I'm not even going to... A manga? Is it based on a manga, Every anime is, isn't it? Eh, that's what I was going to say, but I'm like, why would I even say that? It's obvious, right? It always is. It's always based on a manga. 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 <laughs> but, uh... Manga is one of my favorite uh, LaCroix flavors. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the, uh, the hentai soda. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's really tasty. Uh, it tastes like daddy. Ugh. Stepdaddy soda. <laughs> no. So, um, in as much uh, Tokyo Ghoul, fantastic series. I'm almost done with it. I've watched like all of it in the last week. Um, it's like three series long, but, uh, you know, all of them only like five hours. Um Really weird, good, all about, uh, like, cannibalism. Okay. And, uh, like, one of the, like, pivotal characters in there is this fella named Skiyama, who is a gourmet, who uh, eats people, but is, like, very gourmet about it. And he is the gayest character of anything I've ever seen without at any point ever saying, like, Hey, this guy sucks a fucking penis. Like, he's just like, hmm. Oh, really? Well, it's time to make a dish. You know, he's just okay. like, just way too extra to ever be heterosexual. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I really enjoy that character a lot, like so much, like. I, uh, you watched Hannibal the series, yeah? No. Oh, you didn't. You should. Hannibal was so I know. People like that show a lot. Yeah. It was, like, super murdery and homoerotic. Cool. And cannibalistic. And, like, honestly, like, this character, uh, in, in Tokyo Ghoul Skiyama, um, was almost like, uh, someone watched Hannibal and they're like, how can I take this, like, homoerotic cannibalism to the absolute limit. Yeah. And and they did it. And it's really fucking good, dude. It's really I've, I've good. heard that. It's really good. Alright. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I, I started listening to a podcast that I think is pretty good. Um, it's called QAnon Anonymous. Oh, I've listened to this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so you know yeah, what like, I'm talking like about. But yeah, uh, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, uninformed, it's about um, it's about QAnon um, in the sense that it, it kind of follows like what those people believe and who the active 
like influencers in that scene are um, and what their what what kind of belief systems they are ascribing to and where those come from. Um, it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting in the sense that it is an analysis of a popular movement. Um, but also it is making fun of these fucking idiots. So <laughs> it's pretty yeah. it's pretty great. Um, I, I listened to a few episodes the other day. I was linked to an episode specifically because it featured uh, Dave Anthony of The Dollop, which is one of my favorite yeah. podcasts. And one of our favorite podcasts. One of, one of our favorite podcasts. Po- one of the show's favorite podcasts. One of um, the podcast favorite dollops. Sorry? One of the podcast's favorite dollops. Excellent. Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, I don't know. I really like the one about the guy that inherits all that money. Oh, no, he didn't inherit the money. He's a he's a he's like a lottery winner, and then he blows all his money on a bunch of stupid Ooh, that's, shit. That's a good one. That's also a great the episode. One about, uh, the one about the, the serial men. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, that one's really good. I also really... The, the Ronald Reagan one is the one I typically Ooh, recommend to that, people. That, that's, a, that's a two-parter, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's Reagan, so fucking amazing. The, the Donald Trump one, the two-parter, is incredible. Yeah, the dollop is just an incredibly well done, well researched podcast. Much more professional than we'll ever be. <laughs> like uh, they, they've got a much more uh, researched host than I do, and a much funnier uh, other man <laughs> <laughs> than me. Yeah, of course, hundred um, percent. Um, that that said though um yeah so I, I listened to this show because dave anthony from the dollop was on it oh, was on an episode and i listened to that episode i liked it a lot i listened to a few more i liked those episodes a lot um it's it's really fun to listen to um it's cool to have a perspective on something like that um that's mm-hmm. so uh complete it really tells you like where all this shit came from like why it's happening you know, who are the people that are spreading this? Like, all that sort of stuff. Like, it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. to know. Like, I feel very informed. Um, it's yeah. cool. And it's good to be informed. Like, even yeah. if... Um, even if we're fucking powerless to do anything about the current situations we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. it's good to be informed. And honestly, like, information is a form of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... And really, I would, I would, um, I would encourage anybody who feels safe to do whatever, you know, if they feel powerless to like go and find, you know, a protest, a protest that, you know, obviously like is informed by something they believe in, but there are protests happening all the time and people who are trying to do something to better the world, like there are, um, Mm-hmm. You know, there's a picket line you can go stand on almost all the time to represent some kind of worker. That's um, always good to do. If you're a worker, like you can, you you might always be able to find that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been Britain, Ryan Straw, and this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste.